Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. My name is Trent. I'm here with my wife, Betsy. Hi there. Today, we're on to part three of our Twilight Saga Marathon. The halfway point. Sure, why not? Uh, so, today's movie is called Twilight Eclipse. The Twilight Saga The Twilight Eclipse. Saga colon Eclipse. M dash, I don't actually know what it's called, but it's okay. 2010's Eclipse. 2010, it's called Eclipse, guys. It's number three. Betsy, what the hell? Why are we still doing this? Because you said so. <laughs> <laughs> and we're too far now. We have, we must keep going. We have to keep going. Yes. There's no stopping us. Even ourselves cannot stop us. No. <laughs> so let's kind of recap what we have learned so far. If you're just joining us, Jesus Christ, what the hell are you doing? Why are you jumping in the middle? Why are you jumping in the middle? What's wrong with you? Anyway, go back and listen to the first two episodes of this here series. It's the the two that came right before this one because we're doing it all at the same time. Oh, God. But when last we left, our Edward and Bella and Jacob et al. Et al. (laughs) Our weird little love triangle. Yes, in Forks, Washington. That's the place. Where there's no forking happening anywhere. (laughs) Uh, So we had the introduction of the third member of our love triangle. Well, he had been introduced, but he was badly misused (laughs) by Bella in the previous one, as we discussed. Yeah, in the the first one, he was just kind of, hey, he was a childhood friend that she hung out with, maybe played with when they were little kids. Right. He was like like the neighborhood kid that you played with. Yep. But now... Now she's in, playing in, with his emotions. In number two, she's playing with him. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> she's still playing with him, but he don't want to be played, Trent. <laughs> he wants something else played with. But that's a, that's, that's, that's a, the R-rated version. <laughs> Which that we are not getting. We're not getting that it's here. It's very disappointing. <laughs> so... Now, you were going to ask me a question. Yes. So the the burning question that everybody wants to know, Trent, because we've said this a few times, you had only ever seen Twilight. Yeah. So now you've seen two of them. And I had no reference to what this other Jacob character was. I just thought he was just kind of a weird kid who showed up every so often. So now you know Jacob. So the question on everybody's minds, do you have a stance? Are you Team Edward or are you Team Jacob? Or is it too soon to decide that information? It is too soon to decide. But if I had like my gut reaction with the information that we have, especially coming right off of two, Mm -hmm. because Jacob is very much the immature one of the bunch. He's literally younger than she is. Right, but is he Edward is not. Edward is not younger. He has been around forever, but he's just this this sad little emo emo boy. Correct. And Jacob is this young, immature boy. Again, is he immature though? Because I feel like yes. he's pretty. He's he is more mature for his age than most of his derpy little friends. Ah, uh, barely. I I wouldn't even go that far. Okay. I would not go that far. So just based on what I know and what we've seen in that episode, he's ha- he's going through some shit. And so is she. Now, those two are on, on a much more even keel, but Jacob has some fucking anger issues. He does. He's, But that's not his fault. <laughs> uh, 
he's going through werewolf puberty. <laughs> he is, he is, and we referenced that in the first in the last episode. But like for this time for Bella, neither of them are good. No. Neither of them are good. I'm just asking if you had to pick, if you were firmly joining a camp right now. Oh, God. Or even tentatively joining a camp right now. Where, like, Bella is you, choosing her, her, she her, her must life choose. mate. Do you have a position? I would say, right this moment, I would choose Team Jacob. Okay. So we'll see if that changes because yeah. we don't have the full story and no. these characters are still going to grow and develop. I fully <laughs> reserve the right to change my mind <laughs> if Jacob turns out to be even worse. Yeah, because, you know, we've we've seen some of these shows where people are not who they... They end sure. at a very different place in their arc right. than where they started. Right. So, yes, you are welcome to change your mind. So the way the movie ended, we still have... Had Victoria, yeah. the other vampire, is still out there and still wants revenge. Which was kind of a strange thing that, like, oh, she was just, just kind of it. floating around because, yeah. hey, this is a reminder that she's still out here. But we're not going to address that now. No, so she's still out there. We met the Voltari. Yeah. So they're kind of a new question mark. We don't know what's going to happen there. They're sort of an impending threat. And the fact that there's only like three dudes. Who are who are members of this? Maybe that expands a little bit in the in this council. one and later. The maybe there's a vampire council that mm -hmm. they're a part of, and it's a bigger thing. I don't know. Right. Uh, and we kind of figured that some point we're going to get graduation. So now that yeah. we're in the midpoint, and at the at last movie we were entering senior year, I have to imagine we're getting to graduation yeah. in this movie. Like, I, come on. Yeah. So we're getting we're getting to the middle. How, it's got to happen eventually. So and how we left the movie. Bella was trying to convince Edward to turn her and his sister had seen the fact that she was going to turn into a seen vampire a vision. eventually. Yep. Whenever that happens to be, we don't know, but at the very least she still looks pretty young. Mm -hmm. Edward says, okay, give me five years. And then let he, me get used to the idea for yeah. five years and then we'll talk let, about let it again. Let you have your youth. Yes. And then he comes down to, okay, three years. Fine. You stupid, stupid girl. But then he cuts back even more and then and has a single condition. Exactly. He says, okay, let's do it. I'll, I'll be the one to do it and I'll do it how you want, but marry me. And that was the end of the movie. Credits. So the question is, do we pick up exactly where we left off? Does she immediately say yes? Does she hesitate? Does she make him wait for an answer? Where are we? So here's a question. You're asking all these questions now. Do you remember how I we start? I don't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> these movies did not make a huge impact all right, on me. <laughs> fair enough. All right. So. I know there is a wedding. I just do not know sure. if it is this movie or the next movie. I feel like it's the next movie. If it's if it is a more traditional young adult novel, they will milk that as long as they can. Yeah, I I have to imagine that what I think is that it is going to happen in this movie where they're going to make the trans she is going to make the transition at the end of this movie at the because end of this movie because you cannot you cannot have an entire movie where we don't have a progression on any of these big questions right like we got introduced to Jacob in the last one we got to know him and his deal and his 
clan. We already know what Edward's deal is and his clan. Mm -hmm. Now this is going to be more about Bella and what she is going through to make this choice. Yep. Now, I fully believe she is going to end up with Edward at the very end. But she's going to be torn about the entire thing the whole way. Right. And there's going to be strife between the two of them. There's going to be fights and she's going to be put in danger and it's going to be a whole thing. I was just going to say, she's going to be in danger and there's Uh going to be a love triangle and Uh it's going to be her just so awkward and clumsy and charmingly befuddled. But (laughs) but this being the third movie and of course the next one is only one book, but it's separated into two different parts. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you do five movies when it's four books oh they do it all the time stretching it out they I did know it with harry do. potter they i know. do it with this they did it with game of thrones like come on <laughs> yeah but again i don't really know what the big big things are there's gotta be more people that die i don't know how the hell bella's dad survives this entire thing he's stupid <laughs> He's very stupid and, and ignorant of what's going on. He around really because like everything is surrounding him. Yes, like, we got the vampires surrounding Bella. We got the werewolves surrounding him. On like he's got a bunch of buddies who are in the werewolf clan. Like he's all around it. How is he not dead? Because he's so just you know innocent and stupid that they just kind of leave him alone. He's I also guess. a cop. I don't know. He's also a cop. I don't. I'm know. not gonna kill a cop, Betsy. I don't know. But anyway, let's go watch this. Damn third movie in the Twilight series, Eclipse. We will be right back. Eclipse. Did you stare into the eclipse, Betsy? No, because you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. Come on. No. Get it right. Betsy, what'd you think? I think of the three we have watched so far, this is by far the best one. Give this one the award for most improved. Right, because uh, two reasons. One... Uh, there's actual character development. Like we get some backstory about characters that have just been in the background. Yep. And two, there's an actual plot. There's a mystery, a plot that is the whole story versus us just hearing Bella whine about Edward for two hours and then 15 minutes of action at the end. I mean, we got that. I mean, we did, but... but there was other stuff to pay attention to yeah. and an actual mystery that needed to be solved. Sure. there And there was like a rising tension here. Yes. As opposed to what I've said in the last two, where yeah. it was nothing, 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 action, end of movie. Yeah. We got from the very beginning a mystery. Like it was yes. the first shot. It yeah. started in a very, very dark place. We had somebody who was going to turn into a vampire, not by their own will, of course. And we don't know who this person is. We don't know who, who the turner is. We don't know who the person turning is. And it's this mystery up until the very end, even though the actual solution to that mystery 
was very, very obvious. Well, and how they figure it out is a little too convenient. <laughs> like, yeah. it comes to her in a dream. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right. Eh, it's like, super Oh, man. It's, again, these are novels and movies for young adults. You can't really get that much, like, subtext and, like, hints, hints, and whatever else. It's meant to be understood. Right, but... There's no nuance here. No, it's just all very convenient, is what I'm saying. Totally. But yes, I thought this one was the most interesting. It has some cool action sequences, so there's something yeah. to look at. Like I said, we learn more about Jasper. We learn more about Rosalie. Yeah. We get actual character development that we didn't have on those two people who have just sort of been in the background for two whole movies. Yeah, and like Jasper was like this mute, just standing in the background, not saying a damn thing. Hardly. And like he had a, a, a kind of a monologue like explaining how they're going to fight. And it's the most that he's actually said in two movies combined. Well, and of course you're like, how the hell does he know all this? And then they yeah. actually explain to you how right. he knows all this. And that's cool. I just wish they would have done it earlier. Right. We have gotten incredibly little character development and we are now six hours into these movies. Right. And I understand that these other people are not the focus of these movies. We should be getting more of a history with Edward and Bella and Jacob. Right. But... These other guys are important, too. Okay, but here's the other thing I noticed. Now that we're in this movie... Yeah. Uh, the juxtaposition of, okay, here's who Jasper is. Here's how he was turned. Here's how he knows this information. Yeah. Here's Rosalie. This is mm -hmm. what's going on with her. We got a little about Carlisle. We've gotten a little bit about Edward. We're learning all these things. We're learning about the lore of the, the tribe and the history of the tribe. Mm -hmm. And then there's Bella who has no interests, no defining characteristics, mm -hmm. no hobbies, no talents. Her entire personality is her obsession with Edward. Yeah. And it's not as obvious until you get to this movie when you're developing yeah. the rest of the characters. All of these other people are interesting. She has nothing Bella going on. Bella is a shell of a person. Yes. And she's she, just kind of a vessel. She is woefully undeveloped. And these, uh, these two groups are basically trying to hoist their whatever. Belief system, so Onto to speak. her and yeah. have her join their clan, whatever that happens to be. Mm -hmm. But we still don't know an answer to one question. Why is Bella special? No, because I have no fucking clue. There's nothing there. No. <laughs> Why is she, like, the most desired being in the tri-state area? Yeah, she is wanted by the... The little horny teen boys. She is wanted by the vampires. She is wanted by the wolves. She is wanted. Why? She is so fucking boring. And she's also very um, intriguing by the authority. Yeah. They all want to know what her deal is. Yeah. And I don't give two shits because when you actually we stop are, and think about it, she's not interesting. We are entering the finale of this damn series. Mm -hmm. We have four and five left, but our, it's just one story. And they're really going to have to close this out very quickly because there's got to be something. 
There's gotta be something. Come on. Give me any defining characteristic that makes her an interesting heroine for this five-part movie series. Right. And I anything. Under- I understand the whole thing with Edward, like finding her to be the only thing that is getting him to survive. And I get that Jacob is attracted to her because he grew up with her kind of and she's certainly cool with all the weird shit happening. Yep. But like, what else? What else? Why in his 108 years on this planet, has he not found someone to actually be with? It's destiny, I guess. Cause you know, <sighs> this is a romance. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, that, that is the thing that I keep looking in this movie to try to see if there's any kind of clues. And there is one little thing that that I want to talk about before we start covering the movie. It's about the Volturi and Dakota Fanning is their is their leader who who that that isn't Michael Sheen. Right. So she's not their leader, but she's like the leader of the group that is suddenly this, in the splinter the splinter group coming to investigate what's happening. Supervising the action. Sure. So she's there and observing everything. They could stop whatever this is happening. Yes. They're choosing not to. Correct. There's got to be a reason for that. Because she said it herself, we can either stop this or let them do what they were made to do. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what they were made to do yet. Except they do. That's the thing. They, to create they an army know for a lot what? more than they let on is the whole point. Sure. They show up conveniently 30 minutes after the battle is over. You know, they're yeah. they're always a little bit too late, even though they don't have to be. Right. So I think, yeah, you're, you're right in that they know more than what they're letting on here. But I wish they would have revealed more, I guess. That's what the fourth and the fifth movies are I for, guess. I suppose. It's I the guess. growing the growing doom, the growing force that yeah. is hovering over this movie franchise is what is their deal and mm-hmm. how does this come to a head? I guess. Because the one up until this point is Victoria. And in this movie, we resolved that. Yeah, she's done. So, what next? And not only did they... And her, they recast her as well. They sure did, Trent. <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah, so let's just kind of go over everything here. Uh, from the very beginning, we said it's kind of a dark thing. It starts in Seattle. There's this dude um, who is attacked by a vampire, and he is left to just change and be be devoured by this poison, this venom yep. from a, from a vampire. Turned. He is turning. And that's kind of where that is left. We understand that this person is turning into a vampire and that's about where we leave it. But then they start sprinkling clues in as to who this person is. And what he's what up is, to. What, what his deal is. When in reality, he's a guy who went missing a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I guess this maybe happened a year ago? Yeah, so this is in the past or yeah. we you know, do a time jump immediately. Sure. So we don't actually know. It, it was that actually Victoria who changed him. Yes, they they give you that information later. You okay. just don't see it happen. Okay. Because she basically tricks him. She picks this guy who is from Forks, yeah. who has been missing for a year, uh, because he knows the area. Because I guess and he'll it, do what he's told. I guess it actually has been a year since they've been together since the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a year. So all right, that that was kind of my hang up. It's like really, it's been a year. 
It Since has. then? Okay, fine. And, like, just going back a little bit, like, they're sprinkling in, like, clues about who this guy is. He's been gone for a year, and there's been a string of murders around the Seattle area, which is not where Forks is. I guess it's the closest big city. Right. From Forks. So I guess he's actually from Forks? Yes, he is from Forks, and that is why Victoria picked him, because he knows the area, and And he he knows he can be an asset to her in finding and getting Bella. And she is influencing him to go around and turn a bunch of other people, turn them into vampires. And I guess this is kind of an interesting thing. When vampires or when people are turned into vampires, they're at their strongest when they turn because they actually have a bunch of human blood still in them from when they were alive. Yes. So the newborns are the most dangerous vampires. That's an interesting twist. Yeah. So again, development. We're learning something. Yeah. This this stuff is the most interesting stuff when it comes to vampire uh, lore, vampire fiction. Yeah, and they give you the things like they're they're bloodthirsty and dangerous and they don't yeah. follow the rules and right. they're incredibly strong and they can crush you in one squeeze. They can just give you a big old hug. Yeah, <laughs> so they're very, very dangerous and uncontrollable, which is why they're a threat. And of course, they're not going to tell you that unless they're going to use that power on somebody later. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how the movie starts. And then, of course, we get Bella's narration of reading high school poetry again. Uh (laughs) And we find out that she has not agreed to marry Edward. He is continuing to ask her. And she's all, I'm 18 and I can't get married now. I'm so young. Marry me. No. Marry me. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. The, the second one is change me. Yeah. Yeah. They have this back and forth because it's, again, all she talks about and all she thinks about is changing into a vampire. Like a little teenager would. She is fixated. I am fixated on this one thing, and until I get it, I'm not going to shut up about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a little spoiled brat who, I don't know. I mean, I've known quite a few kids who are the product of divorce. And I'm not blaming them for this, but a lot of them get that mentality where one parent is going to be the one that is like doting upon them and and giving them everything that they want. And and the other parent is trying to keep up with that. I'm not saying that this is a, a similar thing, but it is an attitude. No, but children of divorce tend to be more wary of marriage. In and general. that was the next thing I was going to say. Like, when when he is, like, putting on the hard sell about getting married later in the movie, she is very standoffish about it. Like, like the whole you, institution. Do you even believe in the institution of yeah. marriage? Because I remember, hey, she is the product of divorce. Mm-hmm. So, or a child of divorce, I should say. So, that does affect people. Yeah. Whether you see it on the surface or not, it does, it does leave its mark. Right. Uh, And it was about this point in the movie that I made an observation that I carried through the entire thing and it bothered me literally every second of this movie. Was it that he just stopped sparkling when he's out in daylight most of the time? No, Trent. It's the fact that Kristen Stewart is very obviously wearing a wig and it's real bad. Yeah, I knew that's where you were going, but I wanted to throw that in there. (laughs) No, she is. I was trying to look at this. So in 2010, when this 
this came out, this was about the time she made The Runaways, uh, where she played Joan Jett. And Joan Jett has very short hair and always has been. Right. So I have a feeling that she... I'm trying to remember back. I think she cut her hair yeah. for that movie. She had like the fashion mullet sure. going on. Sure. And so it was a requirement that if she's making two movies, she had to have the matching hair yeah. that she didn't have anymore. Yeah. But this wig's bad. It is not natural looking. Her part is completely different. Her forehead is smaller. It's bad. It also and it's changes. Just, it changes. It's very distracting. This entire movie, all I kept looking at was her <laughs> fucking hair. And it drove me insane. All right. Every minute of this movie. And me being me, I never noticed it. If you didn't say something, I wouldn't have noticed it. But once I said it, did you notice it? Yes. The whole movie? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Anyway, I just needed to touch on that. Also, did you, did you notice that theme. he was playing with her hair a little bit? Edward? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I think it was in that meadow scene, if not a little, a little bit later in the movie. Like, we need to make you think this is real, so he's going to touch it. <laughs> yes. Please don't. No. So, we, she goes back home, and then we kind of are reestablishing what home life is for, for her and her dad. Mm -hmm. uh, she's still grounded. She be, is. Because of what happened in the second movie. And he's basically saying, well... I guess your your boyfriend is getting a lot more punctual because you you showed up exactly when I said you should be here, mm -hmm. and like he's not really into Edward the whole no. them thing. Who what practical father? Yeah, would be supportive of his eighteen year old daughter being this unhealthily obsessed with a single thing. That thing is her boyfriend, and he saw like what she is she, single minded what she went through. When he went away. Right. So he has very justifiable reasons for not liking this arrangement. Absolutely. Regardless okay. of how creepy and weird he is. And also, at no point have we really seen Edward try to make an effort. Like, they don't have fucking family dinners. They don't sit down. He doesn't come in the house and pick her up for prom and stuff like that. Yeah. They don't do the normal things that teenage boys do, which is like hang around in the doorway and make small right. talk with dad. Yeah, you're right, but... He has made zero effort to get Charlie on his side. He has had conversations with him, though. Very briefly. Very briefly. He did call the house and ask for him in the last movie. And he wasn't there. And he wasn't there. But I'm saying that there is some kind of chivalrous thing where he is... And then they refer to it when they're talking about marriage and courtship. Mm -hmm. He is very old-fashioned. Yep, I'm gonna ask, I would ask your dad first. But he's also realistic about, I can't come to family dinner because I can't eat. So find another activity. Like, <laughs> fucking A. Like, Go to mini golf. <laughs> yeah, just like clean guns with dad and drink beer. I don't give a shit. Do an activity. Can't drink beer, Betsy. Okay, you're telling me this dad who has had the same can of beer in his hand every single movie would not be okay with the kids drinking in the house? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying Edward literally cannot drink beer. He could hold it and look interested. <laughs> Pretend to drink it and go, mm, hold, delicious. Hold, hold it up and regard it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Charlie is not an observant human being. I don't think he'd really know the difference. Yeah. But dad... Again, 
doesn't really like Bella hanging out with Edward all the time, but he's allowing it to happen because he wants a happy daughter. Right. And he says, I'll unground you. If you start (laughs) hanging out with your other friends, also, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Also, go and hang out with Jacob, you know, your friend who actually really likes you and I know really likes you because his family can't shut up about you. And the one that I like because I know him and he's good for you and you should date him. Matchmaker, matchmaker. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. But I guess a little bit later than this, they show up at the cop shop for some reason. I don't know why they went there. Other than just to drop her off. Yeah, just to and have an, re- It's just to have a scene where they're there, where dad says, oh, this is that guy Riley. He's been missing for sure. a year. It's just to give you some that's background. That's right. That's right. Because that's her, uh, the, the parents in there showing them the photo and putting yeah, up flyers. Yeah, he's been trying to help them for a year. Yeah. Because he's again, local. it's a very convenient thing and blah, blah, blah. Right, so. and Edward's like, we're keeping tabs on it. Like sure. they're fucking detective vampires. I mean, they are. <laughs> they are. But it's also revealed here that the Cullen family bought round-trip tickets to Florida for Bella and Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go on a little trip so that she can see her mom because of course the looming event is they're going to turn her into a vampire which means she won't be able to see her dad anymore or her friends or her mom and so they always like speak in code he's like there's only it might be the last time you see her before graduation before graduation yep and so they go to florida and we hear this bullshit story she's told her mom about how she's going to the university of alaska for college Mm -hmm. you know the place the High schoolers pick for college. (laughs) Yeah, it's the place where there's no sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where they're from anyway, right? That's where they came from. Yeah, they said they came from Alaska. So they probably just like move back and forth down the Pacific Northwest. They just kind of hop around the different schools and change their names. And Canada and just, you know, where it's dark and wet. (laughs) Yes. But it's all a ruse. So they, they go down to Florida. They have their little nice thing with their mom. And I thought it was a really nice thing because the, she talked about the fact that they went on road trips a lot mm-hmm. with the, with her and her family. And they bought T-shirts, apparently, of all the little, like... Podunk um, towns. Yeah, the Podunk towns and the uh, the tourist traps, like, go to go to whatever the, 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 the highway attraction is. Mm-hmm. You buy a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And she saved all of them and made her a quilt. Yes. That was a really sweet thing. It was for, a, nice for a mom gift. thing to do. Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to convince her, you should go to school in Florida, not Alaska. But there's so much sunlight here. <laughs> aren't you going to miss this? <laughs> Vitamin D. Yeah. And again, the looming thing is we're going to turn Bella into a vampire. So when they say, aren't you going to miss absorbing all this vitamin D? She's like, yeah, I will miss this. Because we, yeah. the viewer, yeah. understand. I don't think I got that. Uh, but yeah. 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 Uh, but of course, it's all a ruse because what's actually happening is Alice has had a vision up in Forks that Victoria is back or she's gonna be back and so she shows up and the entire Cullen group is chasing her through the woods Yeah, and it's a different actress they have recast Victoria Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it is someone of relevance it is Bryce Dallas Howard yeah for no explicable reason other than 
we just decided this movie needs more gravitas. We need someone who can act. Yeah. She's got a good react face, a good, like, sad crying face. And yeah, but you know what? She wasn't really even on screen all that much. She really wasn't. And she's just there as another plot device for other people. Sure. So, like, she jumps the gorge and ends up in the werewolf's territory. Yeah. And then Emmett follows her. And this causes conflict because Jacob has to go to the school and say... Uh, you know, you guys were on our land, and if you do that again, we're gonna kill you. Blah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep your shit out 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 of our territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he, there was even a, a line that where they say, "Oh, these two guys, they had a misunderstanding." Yeah, yeah. Like, shut up. But you know, this is the first time Jacob has talked to Bella in weeks. Ever since the events of the first movie, yeah. he's just like, "I have nothing to say to you." And finally, she's like, well, I have stuff to say to you. So she just straddles him on the back of his motorcycle right. and goes for a little ride. Yeah, they go for a little ride and they get alone again, which I, I made this note. It says, Jacob only tells her how he feels when he's alone with her. Yes. He can't just be honest with her at all times. He has to have like an event, like he has to get her alone. He has to get her back to, back to here where I'm going to confess my undying love for you, but then, but then not really. Right. He holds back a lot. Yeah. And here he's mostly just giving more exposition because he's talking about uh, oh, I didn't even want to be in this tribe. And all of the time now it's, you know, we have these new members and I have to hear because they, we can read each other's thoughts Yeah, that there's this whole love triangle situation, but it's not that simple because he imprinted on this woman right? and he and explains all about imprinting and how it's just like, it's totally different. It's just like love at first sight kind of a thing, which I, that just kind of flew over my head. That, yeah. whole, that whole explanation. It's mostly, y- you we're, need this information later. I'll yeah. just leave it at that. We're, we're like just throwing things out here. We're, we're introducing new, new people. New concepts and new information. Yeah, without really explaining it all that no, well. No, but it will be explained. Uh, so we're ex- we're going to move on from this because so, it's... So, <laughs> no, I need you to explain imprinting to me. Basically, it's different. It's literally like love at first sight, but it's more than that. It's... I, you look at somebody and immediately there's this bolt of lightning where you have, you love them and you have to protect them and they are the only thing in the world. So it's, it's like a, you, you do this at will to, no, it's not at will. Okay. No, it just happens. Okay. Most people don't. But sometimes in this culture, they do. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Jacob has not imprinted on Bella. Yeah. He just loves Bella. Sure. Fine. There's a difference. There isn't like a, a chemical thing happening here. This is no imprinting just... is more chemical and more. This is this is it. Yeah. Like this is fucking destiny. Sure. And there is nobody else, and will never be anybody else in the world for me. Yeah. That is how intense imprinting is. Yes. Okay. I get it. Okay. Uh, but then Bella reveals. Oh yeah, after graduation. She keeps going back to this whole after graduation thing yep. because she reveals that yeah, I am going to be turned. Mhm. And Jacob, in like a month. Jacob has another tantrum. He cannot control his anger. He throws some shit and he says, "I would rather you be dead than be a vampire." Yep. That's fucked up. I mean, again, his entire existence is to kill vampires. Yeah. 
It's all about... I get it. Listen, you could write a whole essay about race and prejudice and preconceived notions because there's this whole, they're a vampire, they're a werewolf. Sure. And that's all I care about. They're the other. (laughs) They're the other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mostly what it is. Like he has... This is his existence. This is it. I love you and I don't want this for you. Yeah. If I don't hate them, then my own culture will disown me. Yeah. That kind of a thing. I have to hate you. Yeah. If you do this. So that sucks. Indeed it does. That whole thing sucks. And I'm not saying, oh, it sucks for them because blah, blah, blah. No, that whole idea that you would be shunned for acceptance not even loving them just acceptance of another kind of a person or a race or whatever like i said you could write a fucking essay about this maybe it would actually be interesting <laughs> more so than this betsy movie. betsy is twilight racist i mean it could be i think twilight's a little racist things, i have some more things i'll bring up later all but, right but the let's next, move on the next thing we see is the riley guy the new vampire is in yeah. bella's house yeah and he's like snooping around in her room and staring at her dad while he sleeps on the couch and of course when bella gets home edward is there and he immediately figures out something's up here i can yeah. smell it there was another vampire something's going on and there's this whole reveal like this is a stranger and we don't know who he is yeah he clearly is from seattle because that's something we can figure out <laughs> yeah so they they start talking about it and they decide you know what let's like form an alliance here mm-hmm. because we are probably going to be outnumbered and we're gonna need to protect bella Yep. Because clearly they're going to be after Bella because they took something of, of hers and they're well, going. Well, they don't know they took something. I guess not. Not not yet. Not yet. Uh, so this is where we start with the whole like dick waving contest be- between Jacob and Edward. Because outside of their house, they get, like get up on each other and <laughs> they start almost fighting. And then Bella chimes in with a lovely, lovely line. More- well-crafted dialogue from this series. <laughs> she says, knock it off or something to that effect. From now on, I'm Switzerland. And then, of course, Edward has another quip about Jacob. Doesn't he own a shirt? Doesn't he own a shirt? <laughs> That's a little bit later, but yeah. Yeah, but they kind of just trade off, like, protecting her because they know something is going on here. So Jacob takes her back and she gets insider information, the stories from the tribe that no outsider has ever heard before. Sure. And we have to be told because it's relevant later. (laughs) Yeah. So this was the point where I had this thought. These books are written by Stephanie Myers, or Stephanie Meyer. Doesn't matter. Whatever. She's a very white woman. Yeah. And I'm sitting here watching this lore about a Native American tribe being recited by Native Americans, yeah. but it was written by a white woman, and that just feels really wrong. You know, it, it feels could very be wrong. culturally wrong. It, it could be wrong. There is a very good chance that it is very wrong. But unless I have more details, I'm going to reserve judgment. I just, yeah, and I know it's all like story and stuff, but it's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Bothers me. Feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> In this one more than the other. And you know, it is all. If if she was like, appropriating real life. 
um, Native American history and tribes names and other stuff like that and putting that on these people and like changing history in in order to fit her narrative, Mm -hmm. that's different. Okay. But if this is all fucking fake and this is just the one tribe of Native Americans that turns into that into she werewolves, made up and they're all magic. Yeah, <laughs> if that's I mean, I mean again, the, I think yes. I'm going back to what I said. I think Twilight is a little racist at the very least. <laughs> it's it's at least touch. It's it's getting close to the edge. Yeah, and we'll see what, what the rest of them entail here. But yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm glad we're, like, in agreement on this. We both get a little bit there's of an icky feeling. <laughs> there's something there. But my big question here, while she's just sitting there taking all this in, why are they doing this? Why are they letting Bella, of all people, this pasty white girl, 18 years old, who, you know, has known his, like, Jacob's family pretty much her entire life, at least from from a young age. Why are they doing this? Genuinely, I believe it is just because you, the viewer, need to know this information later. Because what she's told in uh-huh. this story, uh-huh. she acts on and recreates later. Okay. And if they don't tell you this story and she's that. not there, she would never have that idea at the end. And that's how we save the day. I see. So it's literally just like a Chekhov's gun thing where... We need to hear this, yeah. so we're going to say, ah, she is there, and she's a special outsider, and here you go, kids. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Genuinely, I think that is entirely the point of this, and nothing else. If I didn't have that information that you just said, what my assumption would have been is that the tribe is trying to make this match happen between Jacob and Bella. Maybe. Where they're inviting her in and letting her hear these things that nobody has ever heard before. Hear both sides of the story. Right. Mm -hmm. They just don't want Bella to go down that other path. Right. At the very, very least, they just don't want her to become a vampire. Yeah. Fine. That could also, that is also a valid interpretation of that. That's what my assumption has been throughout this I think it's simpler than that. I think it's literally, we need an excuse to give you guys this information. (laughs) Sure. And that's fair. Um, But I do enjoy in this movie that they're actually acting this out. They're having these little vignettes off to the side uh, as flashbacks to the history of this, of these people. Yeah. We're not just telling you, we're actually showing you. Here's the first time this tribe met a vampire and they killed the vampire, but they were afraid she was, that he wasn't alone. And then his, his partner, she came back and fucked up the whole tribe. And the only reason they were able to stop it was because the chief's wife stabs herself and distracts the vampire long enough mm-hmm. to be killed. Yeah. And it's just like, a, this is where we came from. And this is why we have ever since then reinforced. Yeah. We are wolves and we're going to kill these vampires. Sure. Fine. The end. <laughs> yep. We decided and that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Um. So anyway, after that, 
we get the revelation that it is Victoria actually making these vampires. Right. And they're making an army. They are making an army. At what en- to what end? To get Bella. Yeah. Because that's all Victoria cares about. Right. Bella and the Cullen family. Yep. Uh, because they took her partner away. Mm-hmm. She has spent it's as simple, two movies brooding about it's this. It's as simple as that. Revenge. Yes. We have been hammering on about Victoria for two whole movies. Yeah. She wants revenge. Yep. And now, God damn it, she's going to get it. Yep. So we have this meeting with all the Collins, and they're trying to make this strategy. And I think I think Jacob is there, too. He shows up eventually. Yeah. 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 Somewhere in here, we have a graduation finally, but it's so minor to the plot that it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and then it's also revealed that the, the, the authority, the Volteris, they want Edward to join them. Yeah. That's just kind of dropped out of nowhere and not um, really talked about again. Yeah, I'm not really sure about the exact sequence in there because it's just yeah. sort of thrown into the conversation. Right. But yeah, it's about this point in the movie that Jacob says, you know, I love you, Bella. You love me too. You just won't admit it. And then he kisses her and she punches him in the face. And she breaks her hand. Well, she sprains her hand. Eh. But yeah, again, some glorious dialogue where he's just like, I kissed her, she punched me in the face, and she broke her hand. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Jacob just, he speaks so cryptically. He especially did it in the first couple of movies. Because he's like, I can't tell you about myself, but now you know, but I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I have a secret I can't tell you. Until he doesn't. Then it's just like word vomit. And then he just, it just explodes all over her. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. (laughs) Metaphorically. Metaphorically, of course. (laughs) PG-13. This is a (laughs) PG-13. But yeah, he just like, I love you, you love me, get it out. Like trying to get it out of her. Egging her on to get it out of her. Which, you know what? I still think that's kind of shitty. Like that's almost bullying. Yeah. Like bullying someone into telling you how they feel about you. When... Whatever the answer might be, could be the wrong answer, or, or not the wrong answer, not but the one you want. not the one you want. Yeah. If she were to come out and say, "No, stop, just fucking stop," but she kind of does, but she never definitively does. So he no. keeps trying because again, he she's a say bad the friend who leads him on. Yeah, she doesn't say the words, "I don't love you." She says, I love Edward, or I love Edward more, or I don't love you that way. Like, she keeps saying everything it's not without definitive. saying it. Yeah, no. it's not definitive. No. Right, and and in, in all that, that conversation between those two, he keeps comparing himself directly with Edward, saying, you know, he's, he'll never be able to keep you warm, he'll... he'll um, not be able to give you a normal life. You won't be able to, you, you'll still be able to see all your friends and family and whatever else. It'd be so much easier with me. And just want to just take the easier path. Mm-hmm. I agree, Bella, because you know what? You are a hollow human being and you seem to just go along with whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really seems like he is going to take care of you. Yeah. In one way or another, but he's also got a lot of, anger issues i cannot get over that again it's not entirely his fault he's a hot-headed teen who also happens to be a werewolf it's true it is not entirely his fault he does need to work on that though he does and then after all these these revelations between these two we're finally getting to the point where they're gonna start strategizing 
Like we know the, the, the arm fight. is coming. Yeah. What do we do? The arm is coming. What do we do? So we're going to create this, this scent trail. Begin the training sequence. <laughs> the training, yep. The training montage. Yep. We have a training montage. <laughs> uh, we have a little truce. The wolves are going to yep. help the vampires. We're all we going to put our differences alliance. aside. And we find out the backstory about some of these characters, but their whole plan is they're going to take Bella somewhere else. Yeah. But they have to lure they're the vampires lure to that open field. With her scent and her blood and everything else to get them into the field. So it's a, a more fair fight. But in reality, Jacob is actually going to take Bella up to this hidey hole on top of the mountain mm-hmm. where the wolf scent will overpower her scent. Yes, because they can't track her because yeah. they keep talking about wet dog smell. Well, yeah, and I just kept, I wrote down, like, stop talking about how smelly each other is. <laughs> <laughs> well, one smells like death and one smells like wet dogs, so. So which is worse? Which is, pick your poison. <laughs> yeah. Bella, really, sweetie? This right. is This is what you enjoy? Okay, right. whatever. Uh, but, I understand, like, a, a, a man musk, but this is too much. This is too much. <laughs> yeah, and, like, there's like a whole thing about Jacob saying that he let Sam be the alpha. He didn't even want to be right. in a pack. So he could have led the pack, but he's like, nah. And is that even real or is that just him posturing for her? It's probably real, but who cares? <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's fake. At this point, you know, he's just like carrying her in his big, strong arms, talking about how I know how I make you feel physically. <laughs> Like, yes, I can, I can feel your penis. I can penis. feel you quivering in my my big, strong like, arm. No, no, I can feel your penis while you're carrying me. <laughs> it's all over me. Knock it off. Yeah. And here's where things get real interesting. Because for the first time in the Twilight series, we start alluding to the concept of sex. Yes. Dad. I stopped the fucking movie <laughs> and asked Betsy, is this the first time in of uh, two and a half movies where we actually talk about sex? But we don't say the word. We never say it. We never it. say the word, but it is highly, highly alluded to. Yes, Dad basically brings up the whole, you guys are, you know, we want you to be safe. You don't want to have to get married because you have well, to. Well, she, br- she brings up the whole marriage thing. She asks the question, well, why didn't you get married? Did, did, did you, like, lose... Uh, faith in the institution of marriage after mm-hmm. you got divorced. Right. And of course he kind of figures out like, oh God, oh, she's asking two, because of these, these two. These two are going to try something. And they sort of have the talk and she's like, shut up. Oh my God, dad, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. And he's like, just be safe. Ah, why are you talking about this? <laughs> so yeah. I and mean, she's as... like, I'm a virgin dad. Right. <laughs> she just comes out and says it. Right. Edward is old fashioned. Sure. And they just keep like saying it without saying it and making it as awkward as possible for everyone in that room. All right. So two things from that. Number one, Bella is a virgin. Yes. That's an important thing. I think we need to know this information that just comes out and and, and is out there now. It's out in the universe. Yes. And the second thing is they haven't done anything even off camera and out of the books or anything like that. We just didn't see it. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So I, in in other vampire stuff, I keep bringing up True Blood and other stuff. It's because it's much sexier vampire story. It is. It really is. And we've got a character in True Blood who was a virgin when she was turned into a vampire. 
And sex is very different when you're a virgin. I don't think I need to get into the details of that. <laughs> She's a virgin forever. She's a virgin forever. There's something important there. <laughs> Again, we're not going to get into it. But that's also a very important thing for the coming movies. Yeah. Where other things will happen. And we, that's where I'll we leave that. We assume eventually. <laughs> yes, of course it's going to happen, Betsy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and this only comes up because they have given her dad this excuse that, oh, we're all going camping, and really what's happening is... We're going to have a sleepover. We're going to have a sleepover, but really, it's Edward and Bella having a sleepover, wink, wink. Yeah, and they're going to have the house to themselves, oh, yes. wink, wink. And Bella is, like, all up in his business, Uh huh. and, like, I'll marry you, but I have my own condition, and she doesn't say it, she just starts kissing oh, on the fuck yeah and he puts a stop to it yeah and he's like if this were you know i'm from a different time and yeah. if this were my time i would court you and we'd have chaperone visits and blah 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 and i might sneak a kiss here and there and then he gets down on one knee and he presents his mother's ring mm-hmm. and he asks her once again to marry him but this time she says yes and they're so happy <laughs> but are they though sure Trent who the fuck cares honestly my suggestion was that she should just go and fuck Jacob to get that out of his system and cause clearly that's what he really wants and then they can go and have whatever married time with with Edward later I'm just saying like you almost broke your hand by punching him in the face like it would not be bad yeah come on he's, he's very powerful he's game <laughs> he's ready for it he's primed for this action uh-huh you felt him you felt him all over you earlier so you know he's ready you've just been like on his bare chest for two movies yeah like when edward says doesn't he own a shirt i mean he barely wears one so yeah that's a fair question <laughs> yeah so yes they have the proposal um and then this is where shit starts to actually go down. Yep, the army's here. Yep, we're going to go go about it, all, all the business, and they take Bella up the mountain. So here was an observation. is just, she has been carried by both of these people, yes. Edward and Jacob. Yes. But when it's Edward, she rides his back. And when it's Jacob, she's carried. And one of those is more symbolically like, I'm going to take care of you versus I'm clinging on to you. <laughs> you, Yeah, I, I could say. If I, you want a really heavy hitting metaphor about this movie. I, I would say that that is a pretty good metaphor for what's happening here. But it's also physics. I'm just saying yeah. it is it is a, a heavy hitting metaphor of those two different relationships. You're very right. You're very right. I like that. But of course, when they get up to the top of the mountain, it's very, very cold at this elevation. Yeah. And, and she's shivering what, in her little tent. What the fuck month is this anyway? Uh, May. Because it's after graduation. Senior, it's senior year. It's no, after it's, graduation. It's after graduation. Yeah, we already saw graduation at this point. So it has That's to true. be at least May, if not June. It's true. But we're up on a mountain so we can justify snow. That's true. And, it's and the then Pacific it also goes Northwest away right away. it's not quite so warm. Yeah, it goes, it goes away right away. Well, no, because they're way up on top of the mountain in that scene. Bella I and guess. Edward are way up in the I elevation. Guess. Yeah, yeah. 
So there is a difference. I mean, look, we just went to Denver yeah. and we went up a at mountain. At the end of April, we went up a mountain and it was and started snowing, snowing. And then we went back down. It was 55 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a believable thing I don't have a problem with. Fine. But she's very cold and she needs the the hot man meat to like warm her up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they have their conflict again between those two guys. Yes, this is the only time. This is the most civil conversation that Jacob and Edward have or ever will have yeah. with each other. And of course, they're having the conversation while she is asleep. Like she's nothing. Like she is just this object that like, like an animal or an object to be or whatever possessed. else to be possessed. Yeah. yeah. They're like negotiating custody of this object. Mm -hmm. She's going to choose me. No, she's going to choose me. She loves me more. Well, yeah. she also loves me. So, but you know what? At the very least, Edward is being diplomatic about everything. He's being pragmatic about everything. He's also being honest. Like, I He's, don't want this for her. Right. I don't want this for her. I didn't make her do it. I tried to, to convince her otherwise. Mm -hmm. And he says, if Bella chooses you, then I'm not going to try to kill you. I'm going to allow her to be happy. Yep. Because if I killed you, she wouldn't be happy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. She would always remember that. So I'm not going to do that. Right. And vice versa. Right. Uh, but the next morning, he very easily allows Jacob to overhear a conversation they're having. About getting married. About how they're getting married. Yeah. Which sets Jacob off again. He's yep. stomping off in a tantrum like, I'm going to go get myself killed because right. clearly this is all pointless. And she's like, no, don't go. Stay. Like, she literally says, Jacob, stay. It's like, okay, she is. he is a wolf, but oh, he is my not a dog. fucking God. <laughs> Did you not notice that? No. Yeah, she was like, Jacob, stay. That was the first place my brain went. Jesus. Like, Jacob, no, bad dog, bad. <laughs> Come back. Come stay. here. Kiss Sit. me. Kiss stay. me. And then kiss me. That's a kiss. Yeah. Like there's. They're full on making out on that mountain. There's some kissing happening there. And it's like, and that's the dude you don't want to be with? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> and of course, Edward just lets it all happen. Yeah. And yeah. Because again, Edward deep down is like, it would suck, but also I would be okay with you not being a vampire. Right. Like you could choose this. That's right. okay by me. Right. Because it means you're alive. You would be protected and happy. But then she comes back down. Oh, they have dazed their little and confused. They have their little <laughs> talk. And she says, yes, I do love him, but I love you more. Yep. I love like, you more. Like you can quantify it. At 18 Come on, years old. At 18 years old. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, and so then we get this big climactic scene. The The army shows up. The yeah. Cullens beat them pretty easily. And uh, Victoria does come to the battle and she sees that they're not there. So she finds Edward and he eggs her on and fights her while yeah. one of the other wolves takes care of Riley. Edward just, you know, rips her head off. Yeah. As one does. As, as he also kind of uses Bella as bait. He, yeah. Yeah. Like she's about to escape. And he eggs her on. And he's saying, like, this is the best chance you're ever going to have. This is the last have. chance you're going to ever have to get me. Mm -hmm. So come get me. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go. And he wins. Yeah. 
Kind and of easily. Like, kind of easily. It's not a very long fight between those two. No. And... The scene of her earlier running through the woods went on a lot longer oh, than yeah. this big fight oh, yeah. scene where he wins the day. Do you have a problem with how these vampires are dying? Oh, how they're all, like, made of weird crystal? Yeah. Like, you break their you break their neck or you break their head and it's like glass breaking you hear gla- glass breaking yeah yeah they can just like punch each other's heads off and stuff it's stupid. i don't know and it's weird because they haven't done it much to this point no there's but a the, lot of death here the more they do it the more absurd it's getting right so i don't know maybe it's just because we aren't used to this world where they're actually dying yeah we haven't really seen it much yeah and yeah, uh, it happens so much that it's jarring. You're not sure. wrong. But yeah, I, I have a problem with that. Again, I know you're tr- you're trying not to make it like super duper bloody mm-hmm. and make it P- as PG-13 as you can. So I get it. No, it's, ain't no it's blood. Hard. It is really hard to have a vampire thing that is not rated R. No, it really is. Because like, if you think about, again, true blood, there's so much blood in that show. <laughs> Everybody at one point or the another is covered head to toe The main blood. character is never not covered in blood and or not, showering blood off. I would say the main core group is... Every single core cast member of True Blood at one point or another is covered head to toe in blood. Yes. So, yeah, this is very PG-13. No blood. We needed to come up with something cool so they're all made of crystal. Why yeah. not? Who and the in, fuck cares? Right. And in, and in True Blood, when the vampires die, they kind of just turn into goop. Yeah. They blow up. They melt. They kind of melt into goop. Yeah. Yeah. They're just a pile of sludge. <laughs> Yeah, it's very much like a sludgy kind of a thing. And here, you still have to burn the body. And boy, do they burn. They they just light up like kindling. Whoosh! (laughs) Wow. They're very dead. They're dry husks of human beings. It's true. So I guess they're quite flammable. (laughs) Well, their clothing is too, apparently. Yes, that is exactly the the, uh, kind of fashion they were going for. And it's at this point that Edward receives a telepathic message from Alice, I guess, because that's sure. they can kind of read each other's thoughts or whatever. Why not? And the Volturi, Dakota Fanning and her little gang, yeah. are coming. So they got to get down the mountain. So mm-hmm. they got to regroup with everybody else. And they get down there. And there's still, like, one vampire left. There's one straggler who is still trying to cause some shit. Yep. And this is where Jacob is is um, still fighting. And he and one other werewolf are going after it. But the vampire actually grabs a hold of Jacob and gives him the, gives him the big vampire hug that we talked about he before. He gets the big bear hug and it uh-huh. breaks, ev- shatters every shatters bone. every bone on one side of his on body. On one side of his and body. And because he heals very quickly. Which again, they have not the, mentioned to this point, but they're just no. like, uh, they can heal quickly. Sure, why not? Because all of those kinds of creatures can heal quickly. But... They say, yeah, his bones will set as broken if we don't do anything about this right away. And then later, they actually have to re-break have to his re-break bones. to re-break every bone to, to, to reset set them. it. Which happens, like, doctors have to do that sometimes. Yeah. They have to re-break your bones in order to get them to set correctly. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's done by Carlisle. Yeah. So they actually have a moment where his dad shakes his hand. Sure. Because he's grateful. Right. To a vampire. Right. Which he never thought he would be. So there's like a little moment. That was a nice moment. 
but yeah, they have this big confrontation and the Volturi is just like, you left one, like you didn't quite get that vampire and uh-huh. we got to clean, clean up before we head back. I want to go home now. Yep. And they basically at the end conveniently like clean up the mess that they've let happen. Right. So again, we don't really know what their deal is. But they're out there. Like what the real motivation? What's are. the motivation other than they want Edward and Alice on their team? Sure. So they're going to keep close tabs on them, certainly. And they're going to report back to the other guy that Bella is still a human. Yep. But she says, the date is set. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Right. And you were talking about the the one vampire that they didn't kill. Hey, you left one. Yeah, she kind to... of she kind of uh, flaked out and didn't want to fight. Right. So they just sort of let her. Be and they alive. they basically found her kind of on the sidelines, saying, "Yeah, you clearly don't want to fight us. So what's your deal? Maybe mm-hmm. you, we can get you on our side and have you join our clan. We can help you. Yeah. And I pointed out to you that person looks really familiar, the actress, because I know I knew her face from something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, dear listeners, you have heard me talk about this TV show quite a bit. <laughs> it is my favorite show of all time. It forever will be. It is called Dead Like Me. The very first episode. If you've ever seen this show, you will know who this actress is. She is the girl at the very end of that episode that is the first person that has to be reaped by the new Grim Reaper. Uh, I won't go into the details here because you'd have to know the show to really You'd have to have it. all the context, but it's the but same yeah, actress. This actress was like five, six years old in that show, if that. Now she's like a teen. Now she's a teenager, and my mind was fucking blown because, she, <laughs> of course, she has the same face. Right. She has a very distinctive face, I think. Yeah. She's older, but it's the same girl. Yeah. it's just, It was just kind of mind-blowing to me. Like It's like, Jesus, I, I know that face. Well, and then the kid who was with Dakota Fanning, I, I kind right. of recognized him. It's the kid who was in Thank You for Smoking. Right, He's the Bobby ba- Bobby Naylor. He's yeah. the little boy. Yeah. And he, do- he does pretty much look the same, and he has the same sort of intonation to his voice, but instead of being up here, it's down here now because he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't notice that. I love that movie, but I didn't notice it. I'll have to go back and uh, watch it. It's in that. his intonation. He has kind of a distinct speaking style. Okay. And I think that's what gave it gave it away for me. Okay. So yeah, that was that that moment and they have to clean up and yep. they show them like grabbing her and throwing her. They don't actually show him killing her per se. I'm pretty sure. But I'm she's assuming dead. that she's pretty dead. Pretty sure she's dead. So then we get one final scene. Bella and Edward Back up in on the, the mountain in the meadow, uh-huh. surrounded by beautiful flowers, as they do, talking about the wedding and how she's just going to let Alice plan her entire wedding. Again, because right. she has zero personality yeah. and has no taste, no choices, no nothing. And she all, just rolls She's, with of course, it. just fixated on what happens afterwards. Yep. Afterward married... This is when it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to this. But she gives Edward this big speech about how she has always felt like a weirdo. Right. And she doesn't understand people, and she's always felt out of place. She's not normal. She's not normal. So she wants to embrace the non-normality of her life. Because she feels like this is going to be the way it is the rest of her life. This is where she belongs. Yeah. She feels... It feels right when everything's fucked up for her. Right now. Yeah. Girl, when I was 18 years old, (laughs) I would not have guessed that I would have the life that I have now. 
And of course, that's half my life ago when I was 18 years old. A young human. (laughs) Right. A lot of things have happened in the subsequent 18, 19 years since then. Yeah, those are your formative years, but it's not who you are the rest of your life. Absolutely not. So why would you ever want to lock in one very big thing for the rest of your life? This is who I am, Dad. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, and then, of course, she says, we have one more really scary, difficult thing to do before we we uh, go on this adventure. <laughs> we have to tell my dad. We have to, no, we have to tell Charlie. We have to tell Charlie She's, we're getting married. She calls him Charlie we again. We talked about this. I yeah. know. She doesn't call him dad outside of his, talking to his face. Like, he's always Charlie. Yeah. It's a weird back and forth thing. Uh-huh. And then the movie's just over. It's over. No cliffhanger. No nothing. Nope. So one assumes that... That's the next thing they do, because we've resolved the major conflict from the last few movies. Right. And I don't want to get into, like, uh, conjecture as to what I think is going to be happening here. We'll save that for the intro for the next movie. But, like, as a whole, this movie is much better as a movie. Yes. Than the other two by a long shot. Absolutely. It It is acted better. It is shot much better. The script was not as painful. Like there were, there were some there moments. still some really awkward, stupid dialogue. Yeah. But overall, it's not as like eye-rollingly bad right. as the first two. They're not trying to force the bullshit from the books in there, is what no. I'm assuming. But the way the, the movie actually was shot, it didn't have the weird Dutch angles everywhere. It didn't have the spinning shots around everybody. No, it was so extra. It was like the even the action scene at the end was actually shot pretty well. That looked good. Like I said, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Like we've got wolves and we've got people like throwing their bodies at each other. We didn't get to see much of it. Yeah. So it's not that relevant. All but, you need to know is they're winning. But... When we talk about action scenes, we've talked about this before. When you know when to cut and how to cut these action scenes quickly, yes. it makes a huge difference. Because if you're not going to invest in the entire the entirety being CG and having it look really, really good, and you're lingering on the shots too long, you have a real risk of having it look bad. Especially when you have wolves that are completely CG that could look really bad very quickly. Right, and there was one moment when they're on top of the mountain and Riley and the wolf were going at it when, like, Riley is kind of being writhed back and forth by the wolf. Dragged away. Before he was even dragged away. That looked pretty bad up on the mountain in general didn't look great right because there was one there's scene where no it's like, mountain there that's all that's all green screen they're all on a set and it's just like here's two actors in front of a green screen yeah. looking at a fake wolf <laughs> and a fake everything it's a fake mountain yeah yeah that was the one shot in the movie where i was like that doesn't look good yeah that looks almost as bad as her wig <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't fix that in CG. They could not. I mean, they could, but they didn't bother. They didn't have the budget, Trent. Oh, p- come on. <laughs> budget? These movies made so much fucking money. They did. Come they on. They really did. Yeah, I agree. This movie is just as a whole better. So I'm hopeful that that means, because once again, I don't remember the last couple, that they will in their own way at least stand on their feet and not be as painful as the first couple. I really hope so, because there's got to be like there's not going to be like a like cataclysmic event. There can't be because there's going to be a resolution here. Mm -hmm. One of these two 
dudes and clans is gonna win. Someone's winning. Yeah. Someone gets to take home the gold. <laughs> is it really gold though? Because it's she's Bella Swan. Maybe like one of those hollow chocolate eggs <laughs> wrapped in gold <laughs> tinfoil. <laughs> the chocolate bunny. A chocolate bunny. <laughs> that is Bella Swan. It's empty on the inside. <laughs> oh. And of course, none of them actually get to do anything with her until she's married. Yeah. They're like, all so old fashioned. It's like, ah, get to the come sex. On, come on. <laughs> I hate and I, this. And I was wrong. I, I thought that we were going to get her turn by the end of this movie. Nuh-uh. No, they're going to drag that the shit one. out. They're going to drag it out. Yeah. Because of course, that's the big culmination. It's them getting married. It is them turning and them fucking. Yeah. Just <laughs> when does it all happen? We'll find out in another episode. And that will be next couple of episodes. So Betsy, before we get out of here, we're going to read uh, a couple of things we got so, from some uh, listeners. Uh, first is going to be from Mitch from Saskatoon. Uh, he's actually emailing us about both Twilight and Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, hello, long time, no email. As far as Twilight is concerned, the only vampire movie worth watching is what we do in the shadows. That is absolute truth. As far as a movie goes, you can't get much better than that movie. It's so funny. It's such a good movie. And I'm movie. surprised that we haven't brought that up. I feel like we've probably brought it up in some other episode. We have. But because it has nothing to do with the There's lore, no romance in what we do no in the show. romance. <laughs> it is full comedy and it's a bunch of dudes. <laughs> if you've never seen what we do in the shadows. Stop listening to us and go watch it. Go buy that fucking movie. Just, yes. Go do yourself it. a You will want to watch it again. Go and get a copy. Yeah. Own it. Add it to your collection. You will love it. Uh, back to the email, of course. I played the Never Seen It Home Edition game for Weekend at Bernie's. All I can say is that you are correct. It is stupid, ups the ante, and is very funny as a result. I couldn't help but admire how the actor was able to play dead the whole time. What commitment! I didn't see a single place where I could tell otherwise. Uh, that is it. I love your episodes. When you loathe the movie, this Twilight series should be fun. From Mitch from Saskatoon. That's in Canada, don't you know? <laughs> it's true. Uh, we had another uh, feedback, a little comment about Weekend at Bernie's yeah, as well. We wanted to throw in here. Uh, so Rick uh, sent us a note. I feel like this movie has the highest ratio of references to it to actually watched it of any movie i've seen so many jokes about this movie and no one who ever talks about actually seeing it right it's true like the you know to weekend at bernie's somebody right. is a thing since we've seen that movie and did an episode about it i have seen not one not two but three different references to weekend at bernie's as a verb in completely different contexts completely separate things yeah so it's in it's the thing about this movie it is one joke it is yeah. one joke they stretch into a whole movie but they do it so well they execute it so well that it just works and it just it's burned into the psyche yeah even if you've never seen it you like, know i knew what we knew what that was, was yeah and we only watched it because it's like well let's just see it because everybody else references it so why don't we figure out what the hell it is they're referencing? I referenced Weekend at Bernie's when we watched Cold Pursuit. Oh, God, I forgot. Yeah. 
they take a dead body and they pose him in like some promenade in like a mall somewhere. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right, Rick. There's so many cultural references to it because it's an easy joke. And it's just, how else do you describe that activity? Yeah. Like it's such a a phrase now. I mean, you would have to create some kind of real term like necro something. <laughs> yeah, it's now a verb though, to yeah. weekend at Bernie's someone. Right. <laughs> and everybody knows what you're talking right. about. Oh, God. So we are in the small contingent now that I suppose has actually seen this movie. It seems like that. But yeah, going back to Mitch, uh, agreed. The whole thing about this actor has to play dead the entire time and you cannot break character. You cannot raise an eyebrow. You cannot wince when something is clearly hurting you. If something hits you, you yeah. can't flinch. You cannot react. <laughs> and you have to do it with your eyes open. Yeah. In some capacity, your eyes have to be open and you have, have to keep those sunglasses on somehow. Correct. <laughs> it's not easy to do. Yeah. You know what else was not easy to do? Get through three Twilight movies. But at least we are past the halfway point now and only have two left. It's true, Betsy. Uh, we have done three movies. We have two left to go, but it's kind of one continuous story, I, I, I imagine. There's probably going to be some like time jumps in here, but it, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk about the, the, the intro to the next one. But we want your thoughts yes. on these movies. Keep the Twilight comments coming in. We've got two more left to go. I want to have a pile of emails to get through for the last final episode. Whether it's about the entire series, whether it's it's about one movie, you can go ahead and just say what you think about the entire series one if you want. One moment in one movie. I don't Write care. Write me an essay. I don't care. Doesn't matter. We are going to read it on the show. Please email us at neverseenitpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, neverseenit underscore pod. You can support the show by clicking the link in the podcast description that talks about support. If you go to that page, you can sign up to, to throw us a dollar. You can also share this episode with your friends, share the entire podcast with your friends, send them individual episodes. I don't care. Just get people to listen to the show. But Betsy, that is it for this edition of Never Seen It. I want to thank you for being my co-host yet again for this trash. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> and we will be back another time with another movie on Never Seen It. My name is Trent. My name is Betsy. And we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.